This is Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Here's Kelly Finley. Good Sunday morning, and you know what? Happy 2022. This is Kelly Finley, and thank you for joining us on the Community Roundtable. Always a pleasure to have you listen and to learn, especially when it comes to what's happening in your community. As I do each Sunday, I ask my guests to introduce themselves and tell you a little bit about themselves, and then we get right to the questions and conversation at hand. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Kelly. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Let everyone know who you are. Yes, uh, my name is uh, Councilman C.J. Small. Uh, my real name is Ashley C. Archer Small Jr. Uh, my sister gave me a nickname of C.J. when I was very small because many people cannot pronounce my real name, right. which is C. Archer. So many people know me as C.J. Gotcha. Well, it was, since we're on the name, you know, the name topic, where did C. Archer come from? I am a junior. Okay. And my dad was named after his great uncle. Mm-hmm. So it's a family name. Gotcha. Yes, See, yes. I, I bet you it's one of those deals where people have always wanted to ask, but they didn't have a chance. So I got to ask for them. No, they're too busy trying to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can only imagine some of the yeah. ways you've heard your name. Um, yeah. Karcher, Kratcher, Karacher. I mean, all my life. Uh, basically, when I was in elementary school, mm-hmm. um, the teacher used to go down the road. So when she got to the S, um, I knew it was my turn, and she was just stutter, and I was like, see Archer, you know. <laughs> the pause gave it all away, right? Yes, all well, the time. Well, we know you as many things, and you have you wear many titles, but today I invited you on because you are the new city council president for Mobile. Yes, I am. Very proud? Very proud. So it's a journey, though, and there are more people, I think, who leaned into politics in the last few years, I think because of the pandemic has kind of forced them to sit down and, and you know, read a little more and understand what's happening in their community. But they may not know what your role consists of. So what does it mean to be the city council president? What it means to be the city council president is pretty much, you know, being the leader of the uh, council. Uh, the Mobile City Council consists of seven members. Uh, we have uh, four, um, well, excuse me, I'm thinking about the old council now, but uh, pretty much we have uh, six guys, gentlemen, mm-hmm. and one female. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty much just being the leader, being the spokesperson of the council, um, and pretty much being, you know, the liaison t- uh, between the mayor and the other six council members. So it's a pretty, you know, good job, you know. You didn't you didn't just become the city council president. Walk me through when you were first elected, why you even run wanted to run for position for the city, especially because you're younger in the tooth. You know, most people are longer in the tooth. You're on the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, yes, when I was uh, back in high school, I used to watch television and saw former council member Clinton Johnson you know, always speaking, you know, out, you know, for his constituents. And I said, you know, that's a job I want one day, you know, maybe in my 50s. And uh, pretty much it came much earlier, you know, than 50s. Um, my predecessor, Jermaine Burrell, stepped down to get a job in Boston, Massachusetts. And pretty much the former mayor, um, Sam Jones, uh, he appointed me to finish out Jermaine Burrell term okay so that was back in 2012 so i ran in 2013 
I ran in 2017, and I ran in 2021. When you were appointed to that position, how much time was left in that term? I was appointed the last Tuesday in November, so approximately, you would say, 11 months. So you had enough time to show people what you could do in that interim position? Well, pretty much, yes. I was involved in the community way before I got on the council, and that's one reason why I was appointed to that position. Um, what I told many people is that it was just like open up the curtains. You know, here I am. Because I always worked in the background because of my occupation, being involved in the community, on churches, um, et cetera. So people knew me, but it's just a point as when going from one type of plub- one type of service, which was being a funeral director, to being a official public service, which is, you know, an elected official. Mm-hmm. So pretty much it was just... I've always been a, a public servant. Well, and I'm glad you alluded to that because there are many, uh, I'm going to keep saying many people because I think that most don't understand, but, they, but they're but they intrigued with the fact that you can serve as a public servant, but also you have a full-time job. What is that job? Well, it's actually two because being a city councilman is a full-time job yeah, that's, by itself. That's very true. It's just that part-time pay. <laughs> but yes, uh, I am the president and owner of Smalls uh, Mortuary. Uh, we did this year, we're celebrating 20 years in business. Oh, wow. I opened up when I was the age of 23, and we have uh, four locations, uh, Theodore, uh, Mobile, Daphne, and Mount Vernon. 23 in a business like that. Why? Yes. Because I I was raised by older parents. My parents was older when they had me. Gotcha. And so I was pretty much the baby. Uh, my youngest sister is actually 14 years older than I am. So I was, quote, unquote, the mistake baby, you know, the oops <laughs> baby. So in a way, uh, pretty much I wanted to show my parents that having me wasn't, you know, in vain. I wanted to show the community, the world, that every African-American young male has not gone astray. Uh, they're not all around here sagging, um, earrings in their ear, you know, cursing, selling drugs. There are some positive uh, great African-American young men that are doing things. And that's what I wanted to show the community. So through the will of God, um, he allowed me to do that mm-hmm. at the age of 23. And I have to say, I mean, when you think about funerals and mortuary, no one wants to meet you. Okay, no offense. No one wants to meet you. <laughs> but you, you've you been known for many years as someone providing, you know, customer service at, at a different level um, when people at their lowest lows uh, quite honestly and so it speaks volumes about your team and what it is you do and is it safe to say that you carry that into what you do from a city council standpoint when it comes to customer service and and being there for your uh, residents yes like i said before it's just a different club service is a Mm -hmm. different title Mm -hmm. you know i'll be there for the families when they're going through the worst you know times of their life and then within government being a city councilman most people going to contact you when something is wrong right there in their front door. And just like you have to be there for them to address or, you know, their needs, you know, pretty much 80 percent. I would say 85 percent of the issues that come to a council member's door um, is really not the council member's lane. It's the administration. 
but it's our job is to try to direct them and counsel them the right direction to take for they can get their needs um, satisfied. And and help people understand um, the, um, gosh, the roles of everyone, because there are some people who are confused. If you've ever been to a city council meeting, you see where the city council members sit. You see where the current administration sits. But who's the boss? Who does what? Who reports to who? The checks and balances of this, it's, it's really helpful, I think, for especially our younger listeners who are listening because they care about their future. Yes, Kelly, if you remember that is a city council meeting. So it's the council having their meeting. Um, you would say that the mayor, the administration, uh, the public, they are the guests at the meeting. So we are to conduct city business. Uh, pretty much we have an agenda that we adopt every week. And the items that's on the agenda, majority of the mayor puts it on there. So any type of contracts, uh, transferring money, uh, anything in that nature that mayor puts it on our agenda, we adopt it, we discuss it, and then we vote. Why is there a pre-council meeting? Pre-council meeting is, is pretty much just a pre-meeting, just like you're getting ready to bake a cake. You have to preheat the oven, you know, before you're just, you know, just hot. And if you just going to a, just put the cake inside the oven hot, it's not going to just, you know, ain't going to come out right, you know. You got to preheat that oven for it can just be right. And pretty much if you put something in front of seven different people that have seven different personalities, you know, that meeting can last from, you know, three, four, five, even, you know, six, seven, eight hours because you have so many questions and um, and you want the answer. So pretty much the pre-meetings allow the council to ask as many questions as they can um, before the actual meeting start, because you might have some residents that's at the meeting and they come from one particular item, but you know we on this first item and it lasts in three or four you know hours. So a lot of the questions and the answer can be taking place at pre-meeting. Gotcha. And that's very helpful because I think sometimes people hear about meetings and if they're not invited to it, they think, well, what's going on there? What's being discussed? And are we hearing everything? But that helps to understand that it's to streamline the actual city council meeting, which I always share that is carried online. And so for those who can't make it down on Tuesdays and sometimes Wednesdays based on what's happening, they can watch online. Yeah, because of the sunshine law, all our meetings have to be you know open to the public. Even at the pre-meeting, if it's more than, you know, four people um, meeting together that's going to vote on a particular item and we're discussing an item that has to be voted on, it has to be open to the public. So what time does that meeting start? The pre-meeting starts at 9 a.m. Same spot? Well, actually, we used to be in the auditorium, but now we've moved back up to the ninth floor. Uh, we moved down to the auditorium right um, when the pandemic started, okay. where it could be much more space. Right. But we moved back to the ninth floor, and you know, hopefully they about ahead. They've you know been vaccinated, you know everything. So, and uh, the ninth floor just give us a little bit more comfort, not too spaced out, and just like we can just really feel what the person is actually talking about, and we right there together facing each other. If if a member of the community that's listening right now says, "I want to go to the next you know pre meeting," do they need to sign up? Do they just show up? No, they just show up. Okay, the ninth floor. Okay, good. Um, and city council meetings uh, Tuesdays? Tuesday at 1030 in the auditorium. 
and rules engaged as of you know right now because I know it's ebbing and flowing, but masks are required. No, not at this present time. Okay, good. I appreciate that update. Um, and of course, there's always people there to help you better understand. And again, I, but you are welcome to wear your mask. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I sometimes I want to wear mine because, mm-hmm. as you know. Some people that have been, you know, triple vaccinated with the booster, mm-hmm. and they still are catching COVID. Yeah. But a lot of times we cannot understand each other with the mask on. So, you know, hopefully that everybody is triple vaccinated and we can take our mask off. We can really communicate for the public and understand exactly what we're talking about. And it was so important to me that we start this new year off right with talking to you first. And coming up next is Dr. Bert Eichold. So we're going to talk more about that. And because we want people to be engaged, no matter where you are, you know, on uh, what side of, from a political standpoint, we want you to be engaged, but we want you to be safe and know what's going on. This is good stuff. So if you're just tuning in, welcome. Um, you know, this is the Community Roundtable speaking with. City Council President C.J. Small, more about his role and what it means from the community standpoint, because some people don't know. But what I love is that many poor are many more people are wanting to know. Um, I have to say, I, you know, I attended the first city council meeting where you were the president and you streamlined that meeting. It was the fastest meeting I'd ever seen. <laughs> I mean, you received some applause for that. All right, do you put yourself in the place of those who are listening and watching and, and wondering when it comes to that that? that time that you set for meetings? No, pretty much the meeting actually flow is exactly what's on the agenda, uh, how long each council person speaks, who come down to a portion of council, and what's the, you know, and actually what the item is on the agenda, because mm-hmm. you can have a hot item that can last three or four, you know, hours, you know, talking about it, you know. So pretty much I believe that time, you know, is very precious, you know, time that we just, in that, you know, just going back and forth with nonsense talking. I mean, we can already, you know, return citizen phone calls and then just, you know, doing that, you know, all day. So I'm about business. What do you find when you um, when people call you or email you or text you the different you know forms of communication that you uh, allow yourself to um, be present with? What do you find is a question that people like to know about or or or, or a complaint that they want to tell you about? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, many citizens is really not concerned unless something's right there at that front door. Um, a lot of times, especially in District 3, um, and especially the east side of uh, Mobile, uh, it's about blight. You know, many people, you know, call about blight. You know, the grass need to be cut or um, people call about, you know, drug activities or, you know, some people even call about, you know, dogs who just roaming, you know, the streets. You know, um, some people call about kids playing basketball in the streets. Uh, people call about different things, but most time people wait. They call, call about kids being kids. They call about kids being kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just want to make, make sure I heard you right. Okay. <laughs> wow. I guess that's why they sometimes call us counselors. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. And and since you're saying that, what what number are they calling? Are they calling three one one? Are they calling you directly? Yeah, most time they are called the city council office directly when we get calls like that. Three one one is pretty much straight goes to the administration where the city issues that's, you know, that need to be addressed, they go straight to that department. Gotcha. But when they call our council office, our secretary take the messages down and give it to us. You mentioned blight, and I know, um, you know, there are portions of the city that seem to be doing better than others. Um, let's talk revitalization in District 3. What can your residents expect from you and uh, for 2022? Uh, pretty much what they have been receiving from me mm-hmm. uh, is pretty much we've been doing many, you know, 
cleanups throughout the um, different parts of the district. Um, pretty much, you know, we have community meetings where we stress to the residents, you know, if you see something, you know, say something. If you see people dumping tires somewhere, mm-hmm. say something. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't say anything, it's just going to constantly happen over and over and over. You know, it's a lot of times that we have people come from different parts. I'm, I'm just go ahead and say it. You know, Baldwin County. Mm-hmm. You you see a five on the back of a tag. You know, riding in a you know neighborhood that you like. What you doing here? You know, with a bunch of tires on the back of your truck. Oh wow! And then that's when you should you know pretty much try to get a tad number. You know, I ain't gonna say follow them. But at least call the non-emergency police department and say you're suspicious about this particular truck that have a five tag, which is Baldwin County, and they're in a you know a poor neighborhood with a bunch of tires in the back of them. I mean, it's, it's, it's just so on disrespectful. One side. That's whatever your tag is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's disrespectful to not properly dispose of. And that's just an example. Right, right, right. Yeah. I understand. I understand. But I'm glad you said that. And it, it, you know, do you think getting more neighborhoods involved would help with things like that if they're talking more? And like you say, if you see something, say something. Yeah, it just if the residents would just only um, call, you know, report it. Okay. You know, I know a particular resident now, she has a bunch of tires right across the street from her house. And then um, the, where the tires are located, the house is empty, boarded up, and et cetera. And I'm saying to myself, unless they came in the wee hours in the morning and she's dead asleep, you know, mm-hmm. how could you miss, you know, 15 tires being right. stacked across the street from your house? And then you expect the city to come out and have it gone, to, you know, the next day. I mean, when you're dealing with government, it's very, very slow. You got to cross all your T's and dot all your I's. And the fact that you say that, people mm-hmm. can appreciate that. Because yeah. uh, sometimes when you're calling in and wanting change, you're thinking, why are people dragging their feet? Mm-hmm. But there's so many levels and signatures that have to happen to get movement going. And yeah, gosh. Um, and it's, you know, those tires are they're unsightly, they're unhealthy. Um, but I love the fact that when you do have your cleanups, you always invite everyone to help. Because it's everyone's issue. If you live in the city, it's all of our issues. There you go. There you go. When you have cleanups like that, um, do you post about it on your pages? Or is that, should we look on the city council's page? How can people stay engaged? Uh, Pretty much each council member has a newsletter that they pretty much, you know, send out, you know, every two weeks uh, to the residents. And if you would like to join, you know, in a council member newsletter, just call the city clerk office at 251 area code 208 Seven four four one, or either go to the city website and log on the uh, city council um, page, and um, then you have a link on there that will link you to uh, our different newsletter that you can leave your email address and you'll receive our newsletters. All right, cityofmobile.org, mm-hmm. of course. Um, so, twenty twenty two, people try to set resolutions that they mm-hmm. can, they can keep. What's your personal resolution and what's your professional resolution? Oh, <laughs> I know, right? Let's combine both of them together. <laughs> okay. But just to continue doing what I'm do, uh, doing and really to just pretty much just leave the district better than it was, you know, in 2021. Uh, we have a lot of great things that's going on, you know, in the city. Uh, but we have certain, you know, bumps in the road where people, you know, you know, do different things such as throw tires and trash out that slows that progress down. 
And so my goal is really to pretty much is to revitalize a lot of the areas that is pretty much just blighted, you know, mm-hmm. in our neck of the woods. How can people listening, how can they help? Well, the first thing they can help is by, excuse me, is to really dial 311 on any city issues. Um, a lot of times what people call about, you know, you know, is high grass, tires and et cetera. But you also can call about trash. If trash is as long as the city right away, you know, just call 311. And we have a little patrol out there that can go and, you know, pick up the trash off the city right away. And oh, again, good. the city right away, not on the uh you know, person, you know, property, you know, because the city cannot just jump on a person's property mm-hmm. and pick up litter. But if it's littering in the city right away, the streets, et cetera, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much just dial 311. If you cannot dial 311 from your cell phone, um, just dial 251-208-5311. This is such great information for people to kick off the new year. If they had it before, it's a, it's remind, it's a gentle nudge. And yes. if they didn't, hopefully they wrote that down and um, will do their part. Will you please impress upon people the importance of um, being engaged and, and attending the city council meetings? Because they can know about things in advance. And, you know, whether they're a business owner or a homeowner or a student, the fact that it is open to everyone. Yes, the our agendas that we have always be online the Friday before uh, Tuesday. And pretty much the citizens can go on the online and put up their agenda to see exactly what we will be talking about on um, that following Tuesday. Uh, it's very important for the community to get involved in their, especially in their district. Um, many of the council members do have, you know, district meetings. I usually have at least at least four meetings a year. No, five, because I have a holiday meeting mm-hmm. a year where I call the uh, send out letters, emails and have the residents to come to a particular area. I try to spread it throughout the district. And um, when I have my district meetings, I usually try to bring City Hall to that meeting uh, because many times people just don't know um, the dial 311 or they forget to dial 311 or they had some issues with 311 in the past and they lost faith in 311. And I usually will put in my newsletter, if you have any particular topic that you want to discuss, please notify my office so I can have that particular um, department there at that meeting. And there's also time once you sign up, you know, within the allotted time that's given, that you can speak as a resident at a city council meeting. Yes, you always need to sign up the Thursday before the Tuesday you would like to come. And you sign up by dialing, you know, 251-208-7441 which is the city clerk's office, and um, pretty much just tell the city clerk, you know, what you want to talk about. But it must contain city of Mobile business. Why do you have to include that that last part? Because we had some people come down and talk about Sarah Land. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. It's got to be about the city of Mobile business. Yes. Okay. Or you want to come in to inform the council about different things, you know, that's going on. I mean, that's fine. I mean, we'll sit there, you know, and listen to you, you know, and, you know, is some, you know, a council member have questions, you know, the council member will ask the, you know, individual person that came down, you know, questions and everything. And if you have a question about Sarah Lynn, Chickasaw, um, Pritchard, you can go to those city council <laughs> you meetings. You can also go to those city council <laughs> right? meetings. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, the biggie that as we wrapped up 2021, you know, were the homicides, the crime. Um, quite honestly, there's some people who feel a sense of hopelessness and, feel that there are areas in the city that are lacking pride. How do we change that? What can we do? 
pretty much when you see something, say something. If you see something that's going wrong and you see a child going astray, you know, try to, you know, you can't say something to every child, but some children you can say something to or even a younger adult. Um, you know, you hear all the time it takes a village to, you know, raise a child, you know. And that's what we have lacking at a lot is that, you know, we'll look out our window and we see kids, you know, horse playing or doing some bad things that they're on the business doing. And we close our window and we just don't say anything. Um, what citizens need to do is that when they see something that's strange in their neighborhood, and this reminds me of a good movie and a song, if you see something strange in the neighborhood, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters, right? <laughs> but you need to call the police department. You know, it might not be an emergency. Just call a non-emergency police department. Mm-hmm. And that one phone call could help to pretty much keep someone alive because a lot of the killings that's going on you know, in our city you know, between domestic violence, uh, retaliation, but something simple like a dice game that went wrong. And, you know, the first thing they think about is putting on a gun and just, you know, sh- shoot. But if the person would have saw something illegal or they thought something they saw illegal was going on and the cop could have just came by, a life could have been saved. That's it. And you're not just saying that from a perch, if you will, but you're very actively involved from a community standpoint. Um, you're involved in so many things, but you're uh, a member of a fraternity here uh, in Mobile. Only uh, one fraternity. Oh, Cap okay. Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> okay, you're my guest. I'll, I'll, I'll allow such today. <laughs> but, but help others understand the mission of your brotherhood and what that means for the city. Yeah, the Kappa Alpha Psi, um, our motto is achievement, you know, and as a young man, you know, I have achieved a lot. And we do have capital leaders where we get individual um, students throughout the school system and try to just lead them in the right way. Um, Dr. Carr Cunningham is a very good role model um, by leading the capital leaders. And that's just one of the few things that the Kappa's uh, brothers does. Um, for the youth and for our city, mm-hmm. you know, trying to lead the young man to the right way. And, you know, he is. Dr. Cunningham is wonderful. And as an alpha sweetheart, I appreciate you sharing. <laughs> you, <laughs> sharing. Have my, you have my condolences. <laughs> oh, to be the, never mind. I won't talk about being the first. But what I love, but what we're like, what I really love is the brotherhood, no matter which colors that anyone wears or the sisterhood, that the organizations come together to help better the community, and that's what it's all about. Yes, as I stated earlier, you know, it takes a village to raise a child, so it's going to take more than just one fraternity, that's one right. sorority, right. one church. It's going to take all of us. It, it, your efforts are tremendous, and it's a, it's a huge blessing. As we wrap up, um, airport, 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 airport. What do we need to know for 2022? Uh, pretty much I'm going to have a district meeting uh, sometime in March right out the Mardi Gras and one that meeting uh, main topic is going to be about the airport, um, the cons and the pros of you know about it. Um, have many residents that is not favored for it, and I have many residents that are in favor for it. So I try to re- remain neutral, you know, much as possible. But that is going to bring um, very good light not only to the Dolphin Island Parkway District Three uh, area, but to the city of Mobile. Uh, as you know, we have to travel so far out to go to the uh, regional airport here in Mobile, fight the traffic on airport or Hillcrest and et cetera to get to the airport. But with the airport locating right off of I-10, 
where it's an easy access right off the interstate where we can reach out to our brothers and sister cities such as Gulfport, um, Pascagoula, and even Pensacola, you know, and, 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 and most important, Baldwin County, you know, that will help to bring in more affordable airlines to come to Mobile because for many years you have always heard it's so high to fly to Mobile, so high, so high, it's so high. And uh, the airports look at, excuse me, the airlines look at different areas and see what is the um, pros and the cons of, you know, locating at each city. And right now where our airport is sitting is so far out that many people just decide to go over to Pensacola to fly out. And that's why Pensacola have a lot of, you know, affordable airlines because of the, you know, the people that actually come there. And if you look on the um, door, you know, I, you know, I will admit I have flown out of Pensacola, you know, a couple of times. But it says, you know, you know, serving Baldwin County, you know, mm-hmm. and we're missing out on that, you know. Um, bringing in the airport will not only just allow for more affordable airlines to come into the city, but also it will help to bring in more businesses into the community. I mean, my motto is what follows, you know, the airports, rental cars, what follows, you know, rental cars, you know, they got to have some place to stay, hotels. Well, if you have a place to stay, you got to have some good restaurants. And uh, along with Dolphin Island Parkway, you know, has been, you know, neglected for some years, you know, and uh, pretty much I believe that when the airport is relocated in Brooklyn, that's going to bring some light, not only just on the Dolphin Island Parkway, but in District 3 and the city of Mobile, because we'll be able to draw in more conventions and people will be able to afford to fly into Mobile to have a nice convention. Because one of the um, one of the things that I hear is that Mobile is an affordable place to have a convention you know, inside of a beautiful city. I appreciate you so very much. Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year to you. You bet. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Community Roundtable. That is City Council President, Mobile City Council President, C.J. Small. Keep it tuned to the Sound of Mobile Station. Coming up next is 251 Now with Kelly Finley. You've been listening to Community Roundtable, a production of .com Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 WZEW, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Tune in next Sunday at 7 a.m. for another edition of Community Roundtable on the Sound of Mobile.